This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I'm not going to go have a hoe phase. I'm just saying I'm going to honor that part of me because I think that it's a special time in your life. It's when you learn a lot. And then immediately be looking for somewhere to live. (laughs) (laughs) That's not what I mean. There's no hoe phase coming out of me. (laughs) No. Make sure you clear the week. (laughs) You're going to be looking for apartments. Let's take a breath. Hey guys, I'm Cindy Litwako and welcome to Something to Share. Every Wednesday, I sit down with people you may have seen on your TV screens, experts in their fields, or just people I find inspirational so that they have a platform to dive into the things that they really want to talk about. We all have something to share, something that we're going through, and something that we need to hear. So let's get started. All right, you guys, he is back the most requested guest we have had to date. <laughs> this is a lie. Wow. <laughs> um, the honorary and amazing Nick Weeby. Welcome back to the podcast. Hello and how are you? I'm fine. I told you that when I walked in the front door. <laughs> We've had a lot of chaos before starting to record this episode. I was I'm supposed to be prepared and I was not. Um, can you please tell us about what happened at the office today? Because we haven't had a chance to like um, talk that through. So please, I, you texted me earlier this hilarious video, and I'm going to need you to share that with everyone. Yeah. So we did a, um, for those of you who don't know what I do for a living, I am in sales. And mm-hmm. when COVID hit, we decided to take our business virtual. And so I basically am on camera um, every day. No, not every day. Some some days, um, there's two, two guys, uh, including myself, who are on camera every day. And we basically demonstrate our equipment. We have sales meetings virtually. Uh, we have this entire studio that we poured tons of money into to, to build out. But anyway, we were on with a uh, community college somewhere in the United States. And there were some females on the call with us that we were training on how to use our systems. And they, uh, I don't think they realized that we once we ended the meeting, we were still recording the live session so we could see them uh, on the other end. And they were, I don't even know how to describe it. They were like giggling like schoolgirls and elbowing each other. You know, when you like go out somewhere and you see someone really cute, you like elbow your friend or you're like, oh my God, you're like giddy with it. Yeah. That's exactly how they were acting. But looking at my boyfriend. <laughs> I was like, do I need to go to the office? <laughs> do I need to talk to these people on the other end of the camera? You never see them again, so it's okay. Yeah, I guess I, I, that's only fair because you get pissed because sometimes when I post things on Instagram, random dudes will say stuff to me yeah. as if I'm not in a relationship. Yeah, on every picture or post <laughs> that I'm not in, they'll say something. Sometimes even the one that you are in. I apologize in advance. Our, we're letting our bulldog be oh, in the yeah. room today and she... <laughs> This next level, le- next level crazy right now. But yes, so they'll post like, oh, no boyfriend or yeah, you single? What happened? Oh, <laughs> you just posted with me yesterday. Also still posting from my house. So probably <laughs> nothing happened. Yeah, so people forget really quickly. <laughs> so I felt a taste of that and I didn't love it. How have you been this past month, Nick? Anything that's been on your heart lately, uh, your mind? Last one we were on your ass a little bit about the proposal. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like you feel less pressure now. I think it's I mean, good. I've never I've never felt the pressure. I just 
I feel everyone else's pressure. You're acknowledging like, the pressure. I feel the pressure being put on me, but I don't feel the pressure <laughs> because I'm a cool customer first and foremost. But <laughs> You stay calm, cool, and collected in an emergency situation. That's good. Um, you did survive an entire weekend with my family. I mean, I wouldn't say survive. I mean, I, I met time. on that front, <laughs> on the really front of time. like proposal wise, you oh, survived, yeah. not on the front of like hanging out with my family. Well, I, I also don't think, I don't think they want to talk about it either. Like yeah. it's, I don't think it's a very like comfortable conversation to have with, you know, your daughter's first boyfriend. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the thing. never it's really been an issue. Well, the thing with that is it's like when I talk to your family about it, they're like ready any second. Like they're, but I'm the girl in this situation. It's a different reverse. Yeah. But when it's regarding me and you and you're with my family, I'm like the daughter of, it's like me and my brother. So especially it's definitely hard for my dad and I can tell because yeah. he's just wrapping his mind around reason. me not being I mean, three anymore. <laughs> and that I'm 30, it's also, I'm sure difficult. But then the other element of my first boyfriend and us living together and, you know, you being a part of the family now. So mm-hmm. my mom's all for it. But she always said to me, and we always said this, that I would be one and done. So we'll see. No, just kidding. I know I'm going to be one and done. But just a matter of, you know, time. All right. So today's episode is going to be super fun. I wanted to keep it lighthearted. We'll see how it goes. It all kind of depends on what you guys submitted. I think it'll be lighthearted. But we're going through some confessions. So I do this on Instagram a lot where I ask you guys just to confess things and I don't reveal any names or anything and we'll just live react to them because usually they're pretty interesting. Um, Maybe we'll share some stories of our own and then we have like a few scenarios that some of you wanted us to review and talk through. So let's get into that. I'm going to put my reading skills to test. I swear to God, I always get anxiety reading things. Okay. I hooked up with a guy at a bar when I had a boyfriend. Then when we went to my boyfriend's family Christmas the next day. So she had a boyfriend, hooked up with someone else at a bar, and then immediately went to the family Christmas the next day. I mean, it would have been weird if you hadn't gone to the family Christmas because it had all just happened really quickly. Like, what reasoning would you have had to not go to the family Christmas? But then you're a walking lie at this point. Yeah, it's trash. It's absolute (laughs) trash. I mean, come on. And I'm on the, I well, you have to understand, like, I'm seeing myself in the boyfriend's shoes yeah. here, and it's not a good look. See, the problem, well, not the problem, but you've been cheated on in a lot of your relationships. I mean, and... let's not bring my bad relationships <laughs> into it, please. Not for me. But it's hard not to feel those same emotions when you're looking at some other situation that, like, how you would feel in it. Yeah. I mean, I'd be pissed if... But it's a matter of finding out, like, if I found that out. And then it would make it double worse because you came to Christmas. I would just be, like, replaying every scene or scenario from, like, whatever happened after that day. And that would kill me. This also, by saying this, there's no judgment on any of these. We're yeah. just, like, reacting. Mm-hmm. Like, you guys can live your own lives. I think I'm all I'm all for you guys doing that. I think this is just, like, playful fun. And we want to, like, set that bar now. Because I don't want anyone to feel like we're judging you because I have no reason to judge you. I've made plenty of mistakes in my life. And I'm sure that you have. Yeah, I mean, I've been a, I'm sure, a piece of shit at, at times. Especially like, at bars, I've been a piece of shit. So it happens. Um, I just would hope from this that you're not going to continue to try and keep the ruse up. You got to tell them. You got to tell them. I mean, it's they're all, all they're obviously confessing so yeah. it's obviously something that that you know weighs on you maybe? yeah you're concerned about it so when i say trash i'm i'm obviously joking but at the same time 
you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> I'm getting married in three months. Yay, super happy. But I'm starting to mourn the loss of being single. Low-key wish I had slept around more slash, ex- slash explored with girls. <laughs> I've did this before where we were talking about um, the idea of having a hoe phase and everyone needs it. Um, I think it's super healthy. And then you lead to moments like this where you're like, did I not sleep around enough? <laughs> I felt like um, this is awkward for us to discuss, but I felt like I good with the amount. <laughs> I didn't really sleep around, though, because for me, here's my thought on it. Any of the sleeping around I did wasn't worth it. So I think less is more. <laughs> Quality over quantity, people. <laughs> but I didn't do that much of it. I think... A whole face is healthy in some regard, yes. But if you know what you like, you know what you like. And when it's good, it's good. <laughs> I'm digging my hole. I was to say. <laughs> I'm underground. <laughs> um, but I also think that, that when you're going through this process of entering a relationship or getting married, I think it is important to have like some sort of a ceremony or an acknowledgement of like your single life ending. Um it's called marriage. I know, but like I, I think like honor, like take a moment maybe and like honor your single life, like honor that person because this new person is different. Not saying go out and have a hoe phase now, it's over, but like acknowledge like who that person was. I don't know, maybe write it down or just think it through. I, I think like if we're going to get married, I'm going to have like a day or a moment where I'm going to like journal out my singleness. You can journal all you want. <laughs> I'm not going to go have a hoe phase. I'm just saying I'm going to honor that part of me because I think that's it's a special time in your life. You it's when you learn a lot of and then immediately be looking for somewhere to live. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I mean. There's no hoe face coming out of me. So no, make sure you clear the week to <laughs> be looking for apartments. That's not what I mean. I'm just saying like, it is important to honor that side of yourself and like, think about what you learned from that time and like who that person was and just acknowledge it. And then kind of step forward knowing that you're going to change and shift, which is awesome. Um, And not forgetting that single person, but going forward as like your new self. I mean, it doesn't mean you have to completely change who you are, but honor both sides and like how you want to move forward. I think it's just like a beautiful ceremony that you can do. I think if you have to completely change or if you have to honor changing (laughs) yourself, then you may be changing for the wrong reasons. Like maybe you're not ready to change. Maybe the person you're with isn't the right person to be with because you're mourning the fact that you're about to change. Like, you shouldn't have to mourn the fact that you're going into and starting a relationship. I get what you're saying. Like, as far as like single and being like independent, not having to answer to anyone, like, you know, waking up when you want to, like, staying in, you know, pajamas all day or like not getting dressed at all. Like, I can see mourning aspects of that. Like, not, yeah. having, to, not having to do certain things that you don't want to do. I get that. But as far as like, I'm not honoring sleeping the hoe around, phase. like <laughs> honoring your hoe phase, like maybe you should just continue the, the hoe, hoe phase. phase. I don't know. I didn't mean it like that. I meant like honoring the lessons that you've learned and what you want to take forward into the non hoe phase <laughs> of your life. My husband and I have started swinging. It's done wonders to our bedroom life. So much fun. Also about to have our first threesome this weekend and pumped. See, everything that we said before is now changed from this confession because they've made it work in their marriage. I think that's lovely yeah, for but them. This is, yeah, I mean, this is something that they agreed upon, obviously. Yeah. 
This is not somebody about to get married and like reliving their hoe phase. <laughs> See, so it's possible to have like adventures within a relationship, but it's also going to be a discussion between a couple. You and I are going to be doing that. And I think we're both on that same page. Um, but I think in any relationship. Call me old fashioned. But... <laughs> you don't want to have randos in our bed no. every other weekend. <laughs> I mean, you know, hey, we were just talking to this. We're talking about this at work today. Like, really? No one's going to. Ju- I don't judge anybody for whatever you like, mm-hmm. you know, whatever turns you on. But I'm pretty just, old fashioned yeah. when it comes to that. A little like, vanilla, but yeah. no, I'm just kidding. You're not. But okay, we're gonna leave our relationship out of this one. This is not about us; it's about you guys. <laughs> no, we're fine. I'm just saying, to each their own, mm-hmm. and f- have at it. That sounds great. It sounds like a fun time, and it sounds like you get, did it healthy, where you discussed it with each other and know where you wanted to take it. And it sounds like it's working <laughs> for other people. That could just be like a different position, you know, to each their own. Like I said. I'm a 36-year-old virgin. I think the plus side here is you're not 40 yet. I was saying, that movie was not about you. Four more years and you got a movie. <laughs> yeah. You're a movie star. I don't think there's any shame around when you lose your virginity. I lost it late in some people's eyes. Um, but... I think it's all a matter of just finding the right person. I think you should never bring shame or anything into a relationship or anything like that. I think that's a beautiful thing. And maybe you're just waiting for the right person and you haven't found that person yet. But like, think about how awesome that's going to be when you have, like how special that's going to be. I think that's great. Yeah. I don't know whether it's um, lack of self-esteem or if it's an actual decision that you made. If it's a decision you made, that's awesome. Good for you. Like a lot of people don't have um, that level of self-control and, you know, and, uh, discipline. So if you made that decision, there's nothing to be ashamed of. If it's a, if, if it's a confidence thing, then, or, you know, maybe you just haven't found the right person, then, I mean, that's okay too. It's, (laughs) I think people put too much pressure on like societal views of one thing first of all it's really nobody else's business but your own Uh um unless you get into a relationship and it's important to them and if it's important to them and you know i don't even know what i'm trying to say here (laughs) we are drinking now so good luck um i'm wondering how did the 40 year old virgin end was it like a happy ending yeah did he end up having sex yeah he got married and to the grandma and had had sex after their wedding day but the grandma yeah she's a grandma well she was like a hot grandma though wasn't she yeah i'm pretty sure that's like word for word <laughs> one of the lines from the movie <laughs> well there you go so yeah it's a happy ending i don't i think no matter when it happens when it happens it'll be special and it'll be with the right person and that's what should matter yeah. not all the other things i think that's awesome you're good also, on The Bachelorette, I just saw – you haven't been watching this season. You're over it, um, which is fine. Um, one of the guys on this season, uh, I don't even know his name at this point, but he is a virgin. So he is – his storyline is that he's a virgin, never had sex. But today, an article came out saying that he is admitted to having oral sex. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so does that mean he's still a virgin? What does that mean? I don't I don't know. Like, I, do I didn't we write just... the rules on <laughs> – Like, would that be – well, that would be some – 
have you guys ever heard the girls that would be like, I'm still a virgin because I've only had butt sex? Well, that's which just is a their loophole. Yeah. Not a loophole. <laughs> it's at just all. a different hole, but it's still something entering your body. So I don't know if that counts. I mean, sex is in the term. So, yeah, I'm I mean, sure. that's. I feel like I, I would still give it to him. You know, I would still give it to him because that's hard enough just to do I that. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have an opinion on this one way or the other. I'm not going to comment on another man's choices, <laughs> sexual choices, but. Uh, You'll love this one. I had a really heavy period and bled all over a friend's grandma's blanket at a softball game. <laughs> you know, shit happens. Kind of an alpha move. If you think about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like when dogs pee all over shit. If only they could bleed, they would do it too. Yeah. <laughs> Dixie and her um, sister from another litter like to take turns peeing on uh, his sister's bed. Back and forth. Piss, piss, piss. Disgusting. One after the other. Even outside, one will pee like in the grass or in the rocks. And the other one will be directly behind her. It's ready to pee. Ready to piss on that spot. Has nothing left in her spot. body. <laughs> Yeah, literally just, it's like powder coming out. It's not even <laughs> liquid anymore to the last drop. Um, I think we've all had one of these. If you've had a vagina, you've had a heavy period day and shit happens. And I think this is a funny story. I'm wondering who you blamed it on. And I'm sure the grandma was nice enough to be like, oh, honey, I'm, it's okay. I mean, I haven't had one of those in a long time, but I get it. You know? Yeah. I hope she was. I mean, I once again have no comment on this. Yeah. <laughs> I really thought you could relate to this one. Okay, this one's a little bit more lighthearted. Terrified to start my new job as a first-year teacher because kids are exhausting, but also so worth it. Not lighthearted. This one's wholesome. Sorry. <laughs> Our dog is going crazy again. Um, yeah, I'd be terrified too. Kids are scary. Especially in the world we live in right now. <laughs> can't discipline kids. Yeah. Can't that's say true. anything. Everyone's you can't give them trophies. Yeah, everyone gets a trophy. Oh, yeah. You can't give them special trophies. Yeah. Trophies, you have to get a generic trophy. Can't compete. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I would I would be absolutely terrified. <laughs> but I think she's good referring you. to what? just the fear of starting a new job. But it's also, yeah, scary. Yeah, good for kids. you for taking that on. I mean, that's. Yeah. Because that's the most important job there is out there. Not the, the most because there's like doctors and stuff. But like the most important job as far as like a kid's lives, like everyone remembers their teachers and they have a huge effect on your life and they're going to stay with you in a positive way or in a good way. Even if you don't remember the teacher's name because they might just be like a faint memory, but they will touch your lives and you will learn so much from them. And I'm excited that you are that person in someone's life because it sounds like you're really excited about it. And it sounds like you're like t uh, really taking care in this new journey that you're going on and i think it's awesome so congratulations godspeed soldier <laughs> yeah i think that's awesome and i hope that you find you have like an amazing class because that's going to also make or break it because kids can be assholes yeah but i love them <laughs> i haven't had sex in two years have a first date this weekend then hernia surgery pound town Okay, what? <laughs> what? So they haven't had sex in two years. They have a first date this weekend. Then they're having hernia surgery, and then they're going to go to Pound Town. So I'm wondering if they're going to have sex this weekend, or they're waiting until after the hernia surgery. I'd say get it out of the way. Do it now. I mean, lock them in. They're going to make that hernia worse, which true. I'm not 100% familiar with how hernias work, but I was going to say, can you can explain to me how worse. a hernia works? Because I feel like you I'm, have more knowledge than me. Well, I mean. I'm no doctor, but I'm, I think it's essentially 
tear? It's like a tear in the... Let's Google something, it. Something, yeah. A hernia occurs when an internal organ or other body protrudes through the wall of muscle or tissue that normally contains it. Most hernias occur within the ab- abdominal cavity between the chest and the hips. So I'm assuming with sex, you would probably make it worse. Yeah, or you're using tissue all, through it, yeah. Because you're using all kinds of muscles. So yeah, this makes sense to me. I wonder how long it takes to heal from a hernia surgery. Yeah, I'll just say let those stitches. Yeah, because if you're just busting it out, it's three gonna... weeks. I mean, you made it two years. So yeah, how about two we... years, three weeks. <laughs> just, we'll have a good we'll call it a month, <laughs> and next month just to be safe. Yeah. And then make sure you warm up and stretch beforehand because you just you don't want to just go into it cold, you know. But I've had years when I would go without sex, so I get it. I get it. I didn't want to have, I don't want to slut around town sometimes. And sometimes that would turn into two years and that's okay. I already talked about it. Don't want to talk about it again. (laughs) Okay, next. Enjoy that though. I'm excited for you. I broke up with my boyfriend of three years and now into my BFF's older brother and she doesn't know. So you're into your BFF's older brother and you just broke up with your boyfriend of three years. I mean, nothing's happened yet. I did have a friend, a close friend that was dating or not even dating. She was hooking up with one of her good friend's brothers and they were kind of doing it behind closed doors. Um, And it got awkward because it kept kind of happening and it it would happen during like times where the whole family was together and then they would go home with each other. So it was it was a little bit of a secret for some time Um, and they kind of kept it. It happened sporadically. But eventually she did have to own up to it. She did have to tell the sister. And the sister ended up being fine with it because they're all around the same age. So it's not that huge of a deal. Um, but it was awkward. And it gets worse, I think, if you keep the secret, you know? I mean, it is uncomfortable to be the sister. I think the other thing with, like, dating another, like, sibling of your friend is the fear that it messes up your friendship if it goes south, which is could definitely happen. So I guess having the right boundaries around that. And it didn't happen for them. Like, it didn't go south. Um so yeah, if you want to continue that crush that you have into a relationship, maybe just give the friend a heads up. If your friend's fine with it and the older brother is into you, then you know I don't see I don't see the issue at all. Yeah. Um, I say giddy up. Yeah. <laughs> While pregnant, I peed myself at a friend's and it got on their rug, and I blamed it on my toddler. I would have done the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's a boss move right there yeah i mean because the toddler would obviously plausible be. deniability yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, that is an a- absolutely um laser focused move right there <laughs> and you yeah, have under pressure you decided to blame a toddler and i commend you for that i, I mean, mean i feel like you have every right to that because you birthed that toddler so yeah, that's thinking on your toes yeah <laughs> i mean respect it yeah. Good to know. I'll keep that in the back of my mind for when I definitely eventually pee myself when I'm pregnant because I feel like that's natural. Whenever people will take my fitness class and they're pregnant, like half the time they come out and they're like, I should have been wearing a diaper. Because when you're jumping around like that and you've had a baby, shit doesn't stay as tight. And sometimes <laughs> you pee a little. You're loving this. <laughs> <laughs> Dealing with a sister-in-law who is mean, talks bad about me to other family members. That sucks. 
Ashley? <laughs> I'm just kidding. She is the family gossip. Maybe confront them and just be like, hey, I've noticed you have an issue with me. Um, let's go ahead and hash this out. You yeah. know, if I did something to make you uncomfortable or if I did something wrong, please tell me. Um, if not, keep my name out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah, I think that's respectable because clearly you're hearing about it from other people and it's getting back to you. So I think call her ass out on it Yeah, because it's kind of ruining your part of being a part of the family, which is going to create divide between everyone when everyone doesn't get along. So if it's getting back to you, that means they're probably on your side about it. Yeah. So I think you're safe to um, take her aside. Yeah. Maybe take it outside and, you know, talk about it. (laughs) Wrestle around in the backyard a little bit. I agree. That would suck because it's hard when. I mean, families are hard to blend, you know, because like one person, get, you get along with your boyfriend or your husband, and then it's hard to like make sure that meshes with everyone. So it's it's tough. But I think for everyone's sake, she should be able to respect you enough or at least respect her sibling enough to want to, you know, be nice and shut your damn mouth. Sometimes I want to send my ex-husband a naughty photo on accident in quotes just to fuck with him. Trash. In prison. <laughs> Person. This reminds me of the TikTok that people keep doing where the boyfriend or the husband or whoever is leaving the house and they, they send a text to that boyfriend or husband and they say, he's gone. You can come over now to make them think that they're having like an affair or something. And I, this thought process went through my head of doing this to Nick. But again, I don't even think he would even believe that it was a joke. Once I came forward saying it was a joke, he would have my stuff thrown into the street it would be done for me within the hour <laughs> yeah, like, there was no there's no questions and i was like that is not worth it i don't feel like unpacking you know so i haven't done it but i think maybe don't do it on accident just send him a naughty photo for funsies you know don't do that why not what if his what if his current wife if he is married oh shit it says that. ex-husband sorry yeah. i was thinking it was your husband's I didn't read it. Well, yeah, that's not good. Just because it's going to maybe cause problems in their marriage that aren't really necessary. And even if he's not married, like it, if he still has feelings for you, that's kind of a shitty thing to do to someone. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What do I know? I've never been married. No. I'm so sorry about it to you guys. And I, I kind of want to leave her in here just so you get the experience of like what it is to be with her. Oh. So- but yeah, so now that it's, I know that it's your ex-husband, that kind of changes things for me. Um, I just don't see the point of it. You know, I feel like why fuck up someone's day? We've shut the door, set the boundary. You know, my husband is a terrible kisser and I don't know how to fix it. I find myself avoiding kissing. <laughs> why are you laughing? Do you have something so to tell me? <laughs> no, it's so fun. Um, yeah, this makes me sad for you guys but okay hear me out there are like sex therapists and like counselors and stuff i feel like there could be a course say, that you can sign yourself up for you ever seen old school remember the andy dick scene no what what happens there i've seen this andy movie dick, 20 times he's like he like goes and uh frank who's will ferrell mm-hmm. uh it's his ex-wife and they're like all of her friends hire andy dick to come give a class on basically how to give a good blowjob. Yeah. 
And yeah, it's one of the funniest scenes I've ever seen. Yeah, they're all like sucking on cucumbers or something, right? Yeah. And he walks in. Anyways, there has to be a course. Like there's so many influencers for different random things. There has to be an influencer for this. Of so course. I think it could be like a fun way to spice up the marriage and just be like, hey, I want to take a course on blah, blah, blah. And you can do multiple courses. So it doesn't have to be like directly saying like you suck at kissing. Like I think it make it fun and make it a fun activity for you guys to do and just go to this counselor sex therapist whatever it is and just do like a little kissing i was gonna say if if it's just if they're just calling themselves a kissing coach what else are you doing (laughs) what else do you do for a living (laughs) there again with the bachelorette there was a a a cuddling counselor (laughs) on the episode that was a whole date and they just randomly had to cuddle and half of them were just like normal cuddling positions and I don't really see how you need a like a specific counselor or expert on that. Because you can make money doing anything <laughs> these days, baby. You can do whatever you want and make money. Your whatever your heart desires. You want to call yourself a an elephant for money. <laughs> There's a way to do that, I'm sure. I'm sure that person exists. I have no doubt about it. Google a little bit and see if you have the option. I mean, even Vanessa Marin, who Vanessa Marin, who I had on the podcast recently, she was a sex therapist. I'm sure she has some type of course on that. So just sign yourselves up. I think it'd be a fun activity because I think kissing, like you can fix that. It's a matter of just like a f- certain moves that you're just going to add to the repertoire. And I think if you make it fun, that can be a great way to do it. I think it can be fixed. You guys are obviously have chemistry if you're married and you've gotten this far. So there's a way to bring it back or just give them some, you know, pointers. I don't like my friend's boyfriend. He does not talk to the group at all. And there's red flags. Help. The amount of times I've been in this situation. Wait, I don't like my friend's boyfriend. He does not talk to the group at all. Casey? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, my friend did not like him at first. She's cool. We just had one rough night, you know. We're cool now. We're, We're cool. She's awesome. <laughs> just don't go to Dollar Champagne the first meeting of your boyfriend. I've had like other friends too that like their boyfriend just is like awkward and doesn't talk to anyone else. And that could be like an insecurity thing or he's overwhelmed by all the girls. Um, or it could just be like, he's a dick. Um, yeah, I think this is uncomfortable. But the problem with this is if you say anything, the girlfriend or your friend is going to lash out at you or she's going to cut you out. Like that's the only way this is going to go. Cause I've done this before. This goes the other way too. Like if somebody is like, like way too outgoing, outgoing the first time you meet and like yeah. feels way too comfortable. I've had that happen to me too. Yeah. That sucks too. Also red flags. Yeah. And it's like you kind of have to let them make their make their own mistakes. Unless this person has directly wronged you and done something like super rude to you or you can confront that situation and like tell your friend that this happened. It's kind of hard to – when they, you just don't like click with them or you don't like them. You just have to pray and hope that it works itself out. Honestly, if you want to really maintain the friendship, if you want to be brave about it and just confront it head on, just know that your friendship might be damaged by it a little bit or you might have to like take a break from your friend friend during that time and that happens sometimes and that sucks. Or maybe like make a point to like ask them about them. Like ask like ask them questions about their life, you know, what they do for a living, try to find some sort of common ground. Yeah. You'd be surprised they may open right up i'll give an example my best friend from a lot of things but we were in college together and she got her first boyfriend and at first 
he drove me insane. Like he came over the house and he was the opposite where he was just like a lot and got really talkative and was just like too much for me to handle. And then in turn, he also didn't like me because I wasn't receptive to him and we just didn't click, you know? And that was hard because my friend was directly in the middle of that. And she, she knew about both sides, not liking each other, having issues with each other. And at one point she sat both of us down individually and was like, Hey, listen, you're really important to me. And he's really important to me. I need you to figure it out because we're not going to do this. We're not going to, I'm not picking sides here. Like you guys have to find some kind of, like you said, common ground or some way that we can move forward from this because you're my best friend and he's my new boyfriend. That's probably going to end up being my husband. So I need you to figure it out. And it took a little bit, but we figured it out. Now we're like, get along. And I call him for advice sometimes. So I think we can like, we can find common ground. You don't have to like run into the sunset with each other, but there can be a way to make that work. But it's, it's uncomfortable and I get it. I get it. My boyfriend sleeps at my house every day and doesn't pay rent or help me with anything. That's infuriating. Cut him off. <laughs> yeah. Cut him off. He's a freeloader. Yep. That sucks. That's it's not a good sign. That infuriates me. Yeah. Like I've be also, a man. Yeah. That's, yeah. I think in either situation, like. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're, if you're a woman, doing, if you're the a woman doing the same thing, like at least like offer to pay like nine times out of 10, they're gonna be like, no, don't worry about it. Like I was, I was paying rent before, you know, before you got here. So, you know, you being around is not going to make my rent go up, you know? Yeah. Um, however, like that's that, so frustrating. Yeah. That's <laughs> And like Absolutely. awkward. Yeah. And I also find that as being in the other side of that relationship, so uninspiring, you know, yeah. that someone can't even like offer to help or like show you, even if it's not a money thing, maybe they're in a bad spot. Maybe it's like helping around the house, which sounds like he's not even doing that either. So I'm like, eh. Especially the if old they ball have and chain. a job. Like, yeah, I get, you know, maybe if they lost their job and you're kind of helping them through a, a tough time, but like if they're working, and they don't even offer to pay rent or do Groceries. anything. Yeah, does don't help you with anything. Like I, I would confront and be like, "You gotta step you, up. You gotta. You either gotta get out, or you're gonna have to step up and start it's just not pulling fair. some weight." Yeah. yeah, it's not fair at all. Being a single mom has made me the most depressed I've ever been. Dating is hard. Yes. Yeah. I can't imagine this, and I'm so sorry that you have to go through that i think what i like for example i follow amanda stanton from bachelor and she has two kids and she's a single mom and she sometimes is open with her experience with it and then sometimes she kind of shies away from it because she has the experience where people troll her a lot for being a mom because there's mommy shamers and stuff so sometimes she shares about it and sometimes she doesn't i bring this up because i think it's good to look to other people who are maybe doing it right or doing it well that you can kind of look up to and be inspired by because sometimes when you feel like depressed like you said or just you feel like in a bad spot it's it's helpful when you can see other people doing it so you have like hope for yourself um so maybe look out look for some people on social media or something that you can kind of aspire to to work towards because it it's hard and it's hard to keep putting yourself out there in general and especially as a single mom because then you have to also consider someone that you're trying to find for your children um so I feel for you and I can't imagine, but I think in order to like help you lift yourself out of that, maybe that would help just to kind of like get inspired by other people or see like how they do it. Or maybe even have, I'm sure there's mommy groups out there that 
are single and dating that you can kind of confide in or find people that are going through something similar just so you have someone to talk to about it and like share your own experience. I think that might help. Hopefully it will. But I feel for you and I hope you find something soon. Yeah. You want to share? You know? Yeah, no, I mean, I, uh, I think just be open about it and be honest when you're meeting people like up front and just be understanding if they're not at that point in their life right now to where that's something that they could, um, kind of undertake. Um, yeah, because it is, uh, I, I think it is a lot. Um, if they're not, if it's not something they're ready for and that's okay. I mean, that's not everybody's, uh, you know, if some, if, if a guy d- doesn't have kids of his own, um, and he's just looking to date, you know, you, you, you add in the, the added element of having children. I mean, that, that can be a lot. And I think it's important that you understand that. Um, but I also think it's important for you to understand that there's probably a lot of guys out there that are perfectly cool with that. Yeah. And they may actually, uh, they may actually like that. Like they may be at the point in their life where like, Hey, I don't think I'm going to have kids of my own. However, I still want to be a dad one day. And Mm -hmm. I think I'd be a, a damn good dad. And uh, so I just stay open. Don't get discouraged about yeah. it. I mean, this it's a real big world. There's a lot of people out there. Yeah. Um, so I think uh, people would surprise you. Yeah, I agree with that. Want to get a spray tan when getting over a stomach bug? Sorry. Want <laughs> oh, <laughs> to get a spray yeah. tan when getting over a stomach bug and accidentally shit all over the floor? Which, okay, let me just paint the picture for a spray tan. You're usually in a booth, you're butt-ass naked, and you're spread like a starfish out from all ends, and you're having someone spray you down with tanning stuff. So it's a very compromising position from the start, and then you shit all over the floor. That's awesome. During that position. I mean. <laughs> Fucking great. How do you recover from just that? Just the visual actually, of it. I, I would like a follow-up response to this because what do you get dressed you can't get dressed you got shit all over yourself do you clean it up do you, i'm hoping yeah, it happened like, when they like they clean it up left the room for yeah. a second not when you're straight up getting sprayed sometimes you have to do like a bend over thing too oh god i hope it was <laughs> i hope it was while they were bending over oh my god Just fucking painted the back wall <laughs> a squirter yikes god that's awesome that's great live that up that's gonna be a story you can tell at parties now yeah i mean <laughs> i assume since it's on the confession that they haven't told anyone <laughs> someone's uh, definitely gonna bring that up at yeah, your wedding I'd, if it was recently i'd wait a couple more years but it's definitely wait till gonna be it's hilarious. funny yeah. but we think it's awesome so you probably made their day whoever was giving you the spray tan <laughs> as long I'm sure as you cleaned it up it. yourself yeah yeah then it's fine the one time did i tell you about that when i threw up all over myself on yeah. a plane yeah yeah and i cleaned it up myself so i mean i hey if it makes you feel better, I have shit my pants as a grown man. So everybody poops when you're sick and mm-hmm. you know, it's coming out of both ends. Yeah. We saw that. There scene ain't no shame. Yeah. Yeah. It happens. It absolutely shit happens. happens. And if you don't think that it's going to happen to you, think again. You're probably next. Think again. <laughs> dealing with infertility is killing me this one also breaks my heart because it's just hard like what do you even do because you can even try a million different things like fertility doctors and and sometimes it just doesn't work so i would say for this just give yourself um 
whatever you need to feel supported right now and going through that process. So many women deal with this and I can't even imagine. Um, But yeah, find support, whether that's a therapist, whether that's a group of women that have also gone through it. They're all out there, I'm sure. So find um, your kind of people to support you right now and know that you're not alone and that this happens. Um, And I'm just like hope and pray that it turns around for you. Because I've heard many stories too where people have dealt with infertility things and, you know, after time and something just kind of shifts and it works out. But I'm hoping that it's the same for you. I mean, I have absolutely no idea what that what that feels like or what that's like. So, yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm doing you a uh, disservice by even commenting on it. But like, mm-hmm. like Sydney said, I mean, you know, I would not I wouldn't give up on it. Um, you know, things happen for weird reasons at weird times. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just keep trying. I mean, I, I don't know what else to say. I, like I said, I have no idea what you're going through or, but yeah. that's tough. I mean, yeah, we're sending love. Absolutely. Not a super bad confession, but I've been getting mad horny watching sex life with the sweating emoji. <laughs> um, I haven't watched this yet, but basically the premise of the show is that there's a scene where someone shows a full bulge, like full dick in the screen, full frontal, and it's massive. So the debate on that is is whether that's this guy's real whether member. Whether it's massive or whether it's <laughs> real member that's or a- whether it's like a stand-in. Which I'm assuming it's a stand-in. I don't even know what this show is, first of all. So it's called Sex Life. I get it's that, on Netflix. But that's not a whole lot of Okay, detail. actually, this is the premise of the show from what I've gathered. Um, there's a married couple and she has an affair with one of her ex-boyfriends. So it's another affair show. It's like, it's not a documentary. It's not like, no, a, it's, it's like a show. really dumb, probably Netflix. Show, like and they a, actually show dick. They show full dick. They show male dick. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Like erect uh, male dick. Good job, Netflix. You guys are killing it. <laughs> what did, what was that card that said the normal re- amount of erections that a male has in a day. It was like a high number. It was outrageous. It was like 20 in a day. Yeah. Something like that. Can you imagine having 20? Let me just sidebar here. If there is any guys out there listening, I'm not sure if Sydney has a male following or not. Probably not. I want you to paint this picture for yourself. Can you imagine getting over 20 erections in a single day? I don't know who wrote that card, but you need to check your... Check your check math your on facts. that one. Check your. <laughs> check I was like, your, that seems aggressive. It's yeah. I mean, aggressive is an understatement. That is borderline. If you get twenty erections in a day, and let's say you're at the office, let's say you go to the gym and you're getting an erection at the gym at the office in public, you need to be institutionalized. This one says on average men can experience between ten, 10 and to 20. twenty. <laughs> ten is way too much. Like That's a lot. I'm just like, unless you're in the adult film industry or I don't know, maybe uh, a rabbit, you don't need to be getting 10 to 20 erections a day. You don't need to be getting five erections a day. I mean, not going to, you know, for your erections, but yeah. this one says average I'm not going to tell 11. you how to live your life. I'm just saying. I'm just saying there's like a time and a place for an erection. Yeah. If you're like in the middle of work day and you're just like, if you're getting that, fully many, erect. you're not in public enough. Yeah. Like, what are you guys thinking about all day? Wow. Um, I don't know what it's like to have a penis, but that sounds 
It's not that. I can tell you that much. It's not. It just seems like a lot. It seems excessive. Not that extensive. Wow. Okay. I don't know how we got here, but. I mean, that's just. You brought that card up and I forgot about that. Like, that's. That's just stuck in the back of my mind because I was like, that seems like a lot. Maybe for like a new, newly, like, having erection adolescence. It seems like the guy who wrote the card probably gets 10 erections a day and he's like i'm gonna fucking i'm gonna round this. it up yeah i'm gonna people get 20 and he's like yeah i know can you believe that people get 20 erections like when this guy's pumping out five <laughs> ten a day it's too much still too much okay i'm so embarrassed by my boyfriend that he hasn't proposed yet it's been we've been together for five years and lived together for two years that was you we'd be having issues yeah i mean i feel like if this is something that's embarrassing to you and you haven't brought it up um maybe give him the opportunity to bring it like to explain himself yeah and maybe talk about it maybe not an ultimatum but like a conversation yeah like why is there something wrong with me yeah you know is there something wrong with us uh but don't just make any decisions i would obviously give him the opportunity to kind of talk through it um but yeah, that's a long time. Yeah. I mean, but it also depends on how old you guys are, I feel like, too. Yeah. Like if you're if like you, 17. Yeah. Relax. You're fine. You're good. <laughs> yeah. But you live together. So yeah. Maybe well, not. yeah. I don't know. But even if you're 20. Yeah. You're good. Yeah. That's 25 okay. to year. Yeah. We're chilling. Um, me, nine, sis, 14, went to a movie store, argued about which one to get. I'm assuming this is a long time ago. Talk too long and I peed in my rubber boots slash store. I love a good peeing story. You're peeing yourself. I feel like uh, <laughs> you're nine. Who cares? I get that, but like you're nine, nine, 14, maybe a little too old to be peeing your pants, but <laughs> I don't know. Like I've, if accidents I mean, happen, but just when was the last time you peed your pants from drinking? We all have. Yeah, that's drinking is different than arguing in a movie store. <laughs> no. Well, she when was taking too long to pick a movie out. Conscious enough to. <laughs> she was. I mean, she's nine. Whatever. Okay, let's start this one over because I feel like I'm attacking a nine. <laughs> a nine year old. Right now. I think it's cute. Whatever. And movie stores don't exist anymore, so I'm sure there's been more stuff on those floors. Oh, I'm so okay. So this yeah, is a long time. I was ago. gonna say that. Okay, that didn't register with me. We don't go to movie stores anymore. Yeah, so this, this is, is like a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. This is. I mean, we can laugh about this now. Yeah. However. Don't pee your pants in public if you're not drunk. Don't do it when don't you're drunk. Don't do it when you're drunk either. <laughs> but definitely don't do it in public when you just took too long to get to the bathroom because you're arguing. Just go to the bathroom. Yeah, just go. One time I was out with my best friend and we had been drinking and we came home and I guess I had been under the influence, whatever. And I decided it's happened in the middle of the night, so I was not aware of it. But in the middle of the night, I guess I took off my pants. I peed in a bridge position with my knees bent, feet on the floor, hips up, bridge position, peed the bed. And I... Like I an ca- animal. <laughs> <laughs> like kind of peed on my friend's uh, bed cover. And she caught me because she was awake. And she's like, what are, you, Sydney, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I was like, it's fine. And then I finish and pull my pants off and I went to sleep. I wake up the next day and I'm like, why is the like blanket on the floor? Like, what is that about? And she was like, are you kidding me? You don't remember pissing the bed and tell me it was fine. I was like, what are you talking about? So she was awake for all of this. She thought I was dead ass serious pissing the bed. Like I didn't give a flying crap. 
And nope, I peed the bed actively with like anger behind it. <laughs> Out of spite. Out of spite. I pissed the bed and then pulled my pants back up and went back to sleep. And I think it was on her um, blanket. Hmm. Yeah. So she slept without a blanket and I peed on her. <laughs> peed my jeans. Yeah. So that's my story. My good friend is dating my ex. It is super sound awkward. Like a good friend. Yeah, it is super awkward, but I'm trying to be supportive. Yeah, that sounds super awkward. Uh, I don't love that. But that's on your friend. That is on your friend. Uh, I think it's on you as well for still calling them a friend. Yeah. If it really bothers you. If it doesn't, you know, and if you and your boyfriend ended on good terms and like, yeah, hey, and you can just didn't there. work out. We're not the right, you know, we're not the right people for each other. Then. I get that it's a little awkward, but you know, kudos for you for being supportive. However, if you ended on bad terms, it was something that you know took you a long time to get over, and now your best friend is dating them. Like, I would. That's hoped, on you. Yeah, <laughs> I would have hoped your friend would have gone to you before starting to date them and asked if that was okay. Like, I would have hoped that conversation happened out of respect. I would have done that if that was like if you were my like friend's friend or or like ex. Or, I don't know what the so if you were well, yeah whatever if it was Use in our case <laughs> i don't know but if it was like our, our situation i would have confronted my friend and like told her about it and i feel like if she would have said she was uncomfortable about it i would have stepped away yeah but if you told her it was friendship. okay and it wasn't okay then your fault <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't you know if you uh if you told her it wasn't okay and she still did it also your fault if she's still your good friend because you need to cut those people out of your life yeah. and basically tell them to get bent. Um, yeah. Say bye-byes. Thank you for confessing. Um, your secret's safe with us. We'll never reveal your names, even though we just read them aloud to whoever's listening. Nobody knows. We Nobody don't even, knows. I can't even see their names. So. Yeah, I've cut them all out, so no one knows. The fact that you admitted it is, like, obviously you have a sense of humor. You're able to. Yeah. For the funny ones, at least. Yeah. For the tougher ones or the serious ones, like, also good for you. Like, yeah. Regardless if we know who it's coming from or not, just, like, you know, verbalize that or put that down, you know, in a message or on paper. It takes a lot, so. Yeah, it means something for sure. to you. So, we're going to move on to our next segment, which is your scenarios. So, I had, like, some long scenarios that you guys have sent me. And, again, thank you. And we'll do our best to help. Um Someone referred to me as like a big sister figure and that means a lot to me because I've always wanted to be – well, I am a big sister, but I've always wanted to be like a big sister to like a sister or have a sister. So you guys are my sisters. Anyways, here we go. <clears throat> I have to read a lot here, so just bear with me. Confession that I need advice for. I recently dated a guy for a month. We went on like seven dates. We met each other's families very casually. We were We were super into each other. He made most of the plans, and then one day he told me that he had to move for work and that he didn't want to lead me on since it wouldn't work out. But he's only moving like 45 minutes away, so it's not even that far. He told me on the second date it was a possibility that he might have to move, so I didn't come. So it didn't come as a shock. I don't know why, but I cannot get over this man. Like, I just feel like he has had, he was the end all be all. And for me, we never even really had the, that deep of a conversation. You guys, I could never be a newscaster when you're like reading and have to do it live. I really struggle. Okay. 
Anyways, I don't know why, but I cannot get over this man. Like, I just felt like he was the end all be all. And for- <laughs> Kid can't even read. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I had anxiety about it as a child. Do you want to finish for me? For me, you try it. Which okay. So. I don't know why, but cannot get over this man. Like, just felt like he was the end all be all for me. And we never really had that deep of conversations for me to feel that. I date around a lot and I've never had that feeling before. I genuinely don't know how to get over it. I know he probably wasn't that interested if he wasn't willing to do the 45 minute distance, but I don't know. He's so stuck in my head. I'm dating a new guy now, but I didn't get the same feeling, but he's really great. SOS. Oh, you're a lot better than that than me. (laughs) Anyways, we all have our strengths. I read at a third grade level. so. So I asked her, I was like, does he has he still contacted you? Are you guys still talking at all? Like since he moved, have you talked to him? And she said, Thank you. He hasn't said a word, but still watches all of my stories and hasn't unfollowed me or anything. But I haven't heard anything from him after he said he was moving. That was just a literal that was just a little that was just the literal last thing I heard. I need to stop drinking. I can't even say her own words. <laughs> <laughs> so recap for us. Basically went on a date with this guy and went on two dates, told her that, you know, there's a possibility seven that seven dates, seven dates. And they met each other's families very oh. casually. Okay. Um, so met each other very casually said on the second date, that's where I got the second mm-hmm. two dates from, uh, that there's a possibility that he may have to move away for work. It's only 45 minutes. Not that big a deal in my eyes, like 45 minutes, yeah. Virginia, Ohio, 10 hours, California, Ohio, might have yeah, might have been real bad for us, a uh, real quick relationship. But um, she's dating a new guy now, but doesn't really get the same feelings. So she's looking for a little bit of advice. You know the thing where like absence or unrequited love, hmm? unrequited love, basically like you you want someone more because it can't work because yeah. it doesn't. That's what it, this feels like to me. Like, I don't necessarily think that this guy might've been the end all be all. I think because of the fact that like you got along, you liked him, he met your family, whatever. And now he's like, I not, I'm not into it. I'm moving away. Like he's only 45 minutes away. If he wanted to make that work, he could make that work. Yeah. That sounds like a cop out. And yeah. like if somebody, I mean, the writing is kind of on the wall here. I don't want to yeah. be like harsh or whatever, but like, 45 minutes that's yeah i had to drive 45 minutes every day for work like i that's not, not a big deal at it's all nothing i also so, because he's moving i think maybe his mindset also is like oh i just want a new thing i don't want to like st- i don't want to date right now and might not even be you it might just be like he's not into dating right now and that's fine but i think he's like been clear with like i'm i'm not trying to date you Yes, it was nice that we met each other's families, but I don't think he has an as a, an emotional attachment to what you guys had as you have, and that's unfortunate. But I think that's why he's kind of casual about it. Um, and you might not just be liking this new guy as much because you're comparing him to this other guy. Or you might really like this guy, this new guy a lot, but you're not giving yourself the chance to like this guy you're because you're on the other one. talking about this dude who, or uh, thinking about this dude who, was not willing to make 45 minutes yeah. worth of a drive Screw work, that. like a distance. That's, I mean, he should have been clear, obviously, up front 
with yeah. what he wanted what or not up front. No, I'm day. saying yeah. up front when they were deciding that like, Hey, we're not going to continue this. Yeah. Like just say, you know, Hey, I'm not feeling this. However, he kind of gave you some signals there, some signs yeah. like you need to also take that. Yeah. Uh, he sugarcoated it by saying it was because of the move, yeah. but we are smart people and we know it's not because of the move because he's 45 minutes away. It's not we. We are not smart. We're I can't read. Giving advice on things. That I'm saying like everyone in this conversation, like including you listening, we're all yeah. smart. And I think you're just, I mean, he obviously sounds like, you know, he had quite the effect on you. So you're probably a little bit blinded yeah. to, you know, emotions are involved. Yeah. So I don't know. I'd, I'd say, let him go and mm-hmm. give this new guy a shot. He sounds, you know, Sounds pretty cool. And the whole watching your story thing is infuriating. That drives me insane that people do that. That's still watching. But who shit. cares? Like little like, ghosts. Like, but they're not doing it. They're just bored, you know. And like, let let them watch. Okay, if they let the boy through, watch. If they click through the story, that you're gonna sh- see as a scene. Yeah. Yeah. So, guys, <laughs> this it's is social girls, media. Okay. This is what girls think about, though. Well, don't because at the end of the day, think about what you're saying. Like. He still watches my stories. Okay, do you watch every single story yeah. on your timeline? Think about how you watch stories. You click, click, click as click, fast click. as you can to get through it, so that there's no more stories up there. You've seen them all. Yeah, you've seen them all, but you didn't see any of them. Yeah. So I don't think that's a big deal. Yeah, at all. I agree, but I remember getting really bent up about someone watching my story when they weren't, where they when that was ghosted. So I get it, but let's focus on this new guy. Let's turn the page. I'm so sorry that this one didn't work out, but I think it's because it's like that unrequited thing where, you know, it you wish it had worked out or because he's kind of like denying you in a way it makes it harder, but you deserve better than that. He, it's 45 minutes. He could make it work. Um. Okay. This is what I need advice on. Story. Let's take it back to about two years. I met him about two years ago, so I was about to move to Los Angeles, six hours away from my hometown. He has liked me for so long. He tried everything in the book. He's been even visiting me in LA, but I was scared because of the past, because of my past of getting hurt. I'm like nervous. Okay, I'm going to do better. Okay. He has liked me for so long. He tried everything in the book, even visiting me in LA, but I was scared because of my past of getting hurt and being left. He told me he came to L.A. for a work trip, but it was to see me. When he met me in L.A., I even brought my brother and sister-in-law with me because I was scared. Let's take it to where we are now. So that was two years ago. In middle of all that, we both talked to other people. So they've talked to other people during the times apart. Nothing serious for me, but where we are now, he just stopped talking to some girl. I haven't talked to anyone else since February, but I've liked Enrique this whole time. I was just scared. So about two weeks ago, I came home. We met up for dinner, and I told him I was. Um, I told him I have feelings for him that I was just in denial about them, and he told me that his feelings have changed. However, that doesn't sit right with me because we ended making we ended making out a lot that night and ended up having sex for the first time with each other. We were texting nonstop until he stopped replying because he is busy guy with work. And now I don't know what to do from here. But then my friend told me something that happened about a year ago. I guess he told her that when he was having sex with some girl, he accidentally said my name, LOL. I never 
had these strong feelings for someone who I've never been in a relationship with. I feel that they are stronger than my feelings I had for my ex-boyfriends. Now I'm going to therapy because I feel like I have my guard up because I've been hurt so many times, which is why I never got into... Open the doors for him and I know I made the biggest mistake of my life. So this seems like a long period of time where this is all happening. It's like the first part was two years ago. Um, we were brought to present where you guys went on a date and you had sex. And then your friend brought up that a year ago, he had said your name while he was making love to someone else. I just think that if you guys were together and you have feelings for him and he said he doesn't have feelings for you, but he still had sex with you, that doesn't mean that he has feelings for you, especially as from a guy's perspective, because think about it. Like he could have been like, oh, I've liked this girl for a long period of time. This is my moment to do it basically and the, he might be over the emotions um i think by having sex with him it almost pushes him more to not having feelings because you it's like the first time you've actually like been on a date together and th- the first time you had sex i think that mentally that makes guys not want to commit as much just because when men tend to have sex Right away like that, there's not as much of an emotional connection for them. So it's harder for them to stay around because it's not as easy for them. I don't know. You can. Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, it's it's a uh, harsh reality, but guys don't view sex the same way that girls do. Um, It's actually scientifically. It's like a biological thing. Yeah. So. By just kind of like giving into that which it's not your fault no yeah i mean it's hard to like fight off those feelings you have for somebody when they're you know you're you're kissing and whatever but uh you just have to understand that again we like guys don't think of sex or like view sex the same way that women do like there's not there's not that emotional attachment not, like yeah. the second that you... Or for women, if we have sex, we get more emotionally attached. For men, it's exactly the opposite. They get less emotionally distance, attached yeah. unless they're already in love. Yeah. That's the like differentiating factor. I say, factor. yeah, like, um, yep. I did, I, did the, I did the research on this. <laughs> no, that's Me like... Me and a team of... Yeah, no, I have no idea. Sexual biologists, yes. But that's generally like how it works. There's different scenarios for everyone, but... I think by just reading into the fact that you guys had sex, unfortunately, it doesn't necessarily mean that he actually still shares the same feelings. He might, though, because he had in the past. Um, but for whatever, whatever reason, he's kind of running away from them. But it seems like he doesn't because he hasn't reached out to you. You guys haven't really talked about it since. Um, and you even like said it before you guys even had sex. And he said he didn't share the same feelings. Like That was his moment for him to be like, oh, my God, me too. Let's do this. Finally, he didn't do that. And that he had every opportunity to finally do that, and he didn't do that. And that sucks, but... It's life. That's how it happens. Um, Pro of this, I think you can use this scenario, the situation, as like a learning experience almost when to be like a little bit more honest with yourself about your feelings. And you're you're already going to a therapist, which is awesome because then you can be a little bit more open and like talk through the situation and discuss with them like how you got here. Like everyone has... Your own hangups with relationships. Some of us are better than others. There's the episode with Dr. Diane who talks about attachment styles and we all have different ones based on like our own upbringings. And maybe you had like an avoidant attachment and that's why you guys didn't like, that's why you kind of avoided him. That's why you kind of pushed him away. 
Um, so that could have been a reason why. So now that you kind of know your patterning or like how you operate with certain relationships, you can just be better going forward to other ones. This sucks right now and it's unfortunate. Um, but I think we can use this as a learning experience eventually when those emotions aren't still there. I don't know. Do you think like this guy will come around or? No. Okay. I think, uh, he kind of got what he wanted. And again, I, that's so harsh to say like that, but like, yeah. That's, I think, I think it's best to just move on. And I feel so bad that you have to, you know, you have to go see a therapist and talk through this, but, um, yeah, that's just, that's the reality of the situation at this point. Like, and I think like even the friend bringing up him mentioning your name during sex, like a year ago, it was a year ago, you know? So, um, it just, timing is off for you guys and that sucks, but it's kind of the way it is. Um, I don't think, I think what happens when you're in this in-between place, you look for anything that you can hold on to, to make yourself feel better. Like it's not what it actually is. And because we're not, the both of us aren't in it emotionally in your situation, we can kind of see it, I guess a little bit more clear, but I get that you, you look for signs or things or like coding and a message that he sent you to like make yourself feel better. I get it. Um, but I think just like if you see it from an outsider's perspective, you'll see that like he's not giving you. And you're back. you're spending. We talked about this in the past, but like you're you're spending time thinking about him still, and when you could have been spending time like opening yourself up to new, like new people, yeah, like meeting new people who probably would be head over heels for you immediately, and you know give you that same type of affection and you know. That you were given to this, this guy, fucking yeah. joke. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Okay, so I work with three other people, all guys, and I have a crush on my newest coworker. I don't know if I should express my feelings or not because it could make it awkward. But also, what if he feels the same way? He's also inv- invited me to hang out with him and his friends, and always chats with me. I don't know what to do. P.S. I love that you're doing and I I love what you're doing and I appreciate all your big slash sis slash best friend if I see. She's the one who said it. Big sis best friend. I'm big sliss. <laughs> Even though I can't read. read. <laughs> it's embarrassing, but I'm I'm just happy to own up to my insecurities I'm and my issues. I'm working through it currently. Yeah. Okay. So we've talked about like coworkers and dating in certain situations. Just because he's talking to you, I don't necessarily mean like, doesn't necessarily mean he has a crush on you, but we don't know. It depends on like the nature of the conversation. I think just keep flirting and see what happens. Make yourself available to him for him to make a move or like to reciprocate what you're putting out there. But do it respectfully and just know how it's going to go if you're dating and being in in a work environment together make sure you check with hr how that works i mean i speaking from a guy's perspective if he invites you to go hang out like regardless if it's with him or his friends um or him either him alone or him and his friends um he probably feels the same way about you like we usually just speaking from experience like if i was not into a girl i'm not gonna be like yeah hey why don't you go to the bar with us me and my boys this weekend like we're gonna get real drunk and i want you to be there yeah you should come you should come hang out like that's just me yeah that makes sense that's how my friends are 
if we're inviting a girl, we're going to invite a girl because we have feelings for them or we like them. Yeah. Um, but that being said, if you do get friend zoned, you can't be, you know, you cannot be awkward about it because you work with yeah. this person. So we just got to go into it with some thick skin and it's going to go. It's going to work out. Um, yeah, I think like think what you're exactly right. Like if he asks you to a second location, that's not the office. It's a good sign. Mm-hmm. So keep flirting. Should I let Dixie back in? Yeah. We're going to bring Dixie up here so she can be a part of this. Um, any closing remarks? I don't know. So if you guys want to know what it's like to live with a bulldog, this is what it's like. They think that they're think. calm She's and so sleeping. High. She's so, so heavy. heavy. I can't even think. So I'll wrap this up. Thank you guys again for being here. If you have any questions or more things you need advice on, your big sister is here. Um, Nick will be back next month for some more fun. And I'm just so sorry about our dog. Um, We love you. We're signing off now. And we will see you next time. Say bye. (laughs) See you. Bye. (laughs) That is it for me today, you guys. Thank you so much for being here and for listening. Before you go, make sure that you rate, review, and follow, as well as subscribe so you never miss an episode. And one thing you can share in the meantime, this podcast, obviously, send it to a friend who needs some inspiration or give us some love on social media and tag us at something to share podcast on Instagram. And I'll see you next Wednesday.